1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite news show on the Red Project. This is Morning Quaffy with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Tagliavia. I'm here with my partner in truth. That way. Andrea, we just discuss and have a conversation about the news and events of the morning in the world, in the U.S., what is going on, what do we think about it. And have our coffee with the Red Pill family in the morning, followed by uh, Mick and Velen's show in the afternoon, and then, of course, Josh reads Daily Dose at 5.30pm Pacific, um, where he goes over the unfolding global conspiracy, the news, and more, plugs it all together, gives us the big picture, and... uh, that's what we do here at the red pill project and more on the weekends where it gets entertaining with conversations on the fringe. Um, the extra show after that, where we meet up on the social red pill with Josh. And then on Saturday we have makes you think. And Sunday we have a new show by the Patriot party podcast, which is also kind of called true spiracy. And it's, uh, kind of fringy as well. So, The weekends get weird and fun, but during the week, we try to keep it to the news. What's going on? We know you guys like to stay informed. We certainly do too. So that's what we do. Absolutely. Good morning, Andrea. How are you
2: doing?
1: Pretty good. Been a little bit
2: of a crazy morning, but you know, me too.
1: It's Tuesday. So it's
2: Tuesday. Oh, shit. Or should I say Monday number two?
1: Yeah, it's second Monday.
2: It's I, right. you know, yesterday somebody made a post on the social red pill and I commented on it. I was like, we should just change the days of the week. Let's rename them all. We've got Monday one, Monday two, hump day, almost Friday, Friday, post Friday, and almost Monday.
1: <laughs> oh, such a pessimistic week. But yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're definitely busy, all of us. And, uh, but here we are. Hope y'all are doing good. It's a beautiful day to be alive over here in Washington state. It's starting to want to rain already. It's like, Oh, it's not summer anymore. Okay. We've got, we're
2: supposed to be in the eighties again this week. Oh wow. And then it drops down and we're in like the 70 low seventies. And then it just goes down from there.
1: So we've got heavy fog and mist and nippy air. Yuck. Hard nipple season is upon us.
2: (laughs) It's a good thing I'm not there then, I guess. That's Um, always awkward and uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) It is what it is. Well, man, things are certainly unfolding. And it's a slow unfold. And I, I, I think this is an interesting thing that you know, a lot of people don't see it. And I think it's because they're so stuck in, uh, they are distracted and, um, brainwashed. And it's hard to see the big picture when it's happening, when you're in the middle of a storm. Um, it's hard to put it into perspective and actually realize what's going on. And yeah. we see a lot of things happening around the world. And from the setup of, the Firestorm event, the perfect storm just uh, set up for disaster, potentially. And yeah. I think a lot of people are missing the hints. They're missing it, and it's it's there if you look. But yeah. I think it's easy to disregard. But I think if you look back on it in 10 years or 20 years, it's going to be obvious that we are in the middle of a really insane situation. Yeah.
2: You know, I have a perfect analogy for that. It's like going down a mountain in a sled with an avalanche behind you. Hmm. You may not know that that avalanche is following you unless you look back. And I think that's where most people are at. Most people are on their sled going down the mountain going, wee, (laughs) And they have no idea that that avalanche is behind them about to overtake them and completely destroy their world.
1: Except, It's like we're riding on the avalanche. I feel like we're in it.
2: I think we are. You know, you start yeah. to see that. You're like, oh, it's snowing. and <laughs> It's just the avalanche. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, it's
0: snowing. <laughs>
2: oh, well, and that's where people are at. They're like, oh, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You conspiracy theorist. How dare you say things based yeah, on right? information.
2: And there are people are like, no, turn around and look. There's an avalanche. And they're like, no, there's not. You're crazy. Can't you yeah. see? It's beautiful. It's snowing. We're in our sled.
1: Yeah. And like people that are asleep. I was telling someone yesterday who's asleep. I was like, Hey, you remember the power went out last winter? Make sure you Mm -hmm. have a make sure you have some extra food and water just in case that happens again this year. Oh, that's a good idea. But if I say, you know, anything else besides a little emergency like that, there. oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm not getting it. I'm not going to prepare. <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, and, you know, it brings up a good point, too, that we haven't talked about before. And I'm not going to really touch on this a whole lot. Yeah, what's that? But it is actually illegal to board food in the United States. There was somebody that shared that information. I would never
1: people. do that. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> um, but there are people who you know, have been stocking up, yeah. you know. And, and there's a gray area because you're you're allowed to prepare, yeah. for emergencies, but you're not allowed to hoard. And the thing about it is, is that in, in, the, event <laughs> a, in the event of a, in the event of food system failure, I guess, yes, you, um, the government actually has the right to come in and take whatever you have to redistribute to other people during an emergency. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, and here's the reason I bring this up, is you don't need to be sharing with people what you have. Definitely. Don't be talking about that. Don't be talking about, you know, the stuff that you're doing to prepare because they may think you're crazy now, but I guarantee you they've still heard you. And then the time comes and they're starving and you have what they, they may come knocking on your door asking nicely for it first and then they're going to call the cops on you and or you know if the government and that's this is what they did during world war Two, and they actually encouraged people to tattle on their neighbors about what food and stuff they had and the government came in and recon they confiscated a lot of this stuff yep and but they also do it to feed the troops too so mm-hmm. um you know, there's really good reasons for not saying anything to anybody. So yeah. I, and that was, I don't have a ton of food stored up. I don't
1: out. either. I have enough for a couple days. Yep. But that doesn't mean don't help your neighbors, you know. It means don't tell your neighbors, I could help you for six months. Tell your neighbors, right. here's a little bit of rice and beans. That's all. Yeah, I, like I don't do. have
2: any more than you do. Yeah. Here's a couple cans of beans I, I'm willing to share with you, you know.
1: Right, um, because... And we're talking about a shit-hit-the-fan scenario here, okay? This might not happen. We might be able to skirt by, but it's not... It looks like there's a high chance of there being difficult times ahead, especially if you're in Europe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's all tied together. We're all... The whole world is tied together, and if there's calamity in Europe, we're probably going to try to help them out, and that'll, you know, affect us at home. And we're actually set up here to have a shortage of energy and stuff as well, as we'll talk about in a little bit, but... You're absolutely right. You don't want to put that stuff
2: out there. Yeah, don't don't tell people, you know, don't talk about how many, you know, protection devices you have. Or should I say cordless full punchers? Mm-hmm. Don't don't talk about that kind of stuff. Don't talk about, you know, what you have, um, the food that you've stored up, whatever water you may have. Because the government can come in and confiscate all of that. And that's the last thing we want. And this kind of defeats the purpose of preparing, right? I'm not you know you don't buy stuff just so the government can come in and take it i mean shit they already robbed us of everything else the last thing we need is <laughs> rob us of that too I know. you know yeah so just Man. word of caution i guess to everybody out there that may go oh shit i didn't think about that yeah it actually is illegal to and guess who defines what hoarding is the government mm. <laughs> so they get to define whether they consider you a food hoarder or whatever you don't get to decide that. They
1: do. My goodness. Yeah. Well, you guys, we usually start with a little bit of finance news here to get it out of the way. But we like to keep our finger on it, but we don't like to dwell on it. We all know it's a big joke, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into that. First, though, let's look at the chats real quick. We got Roxy Dog here. We got... Oh,
2: yeah. good morning, Grandma Roxy.
1: Revolts. And more thank well, you guys for, thanks for joining us from across the platforms here d live all of them um, yeah I'm wearing a Nathan- Nathaniel's barbershop hat one of our one of our red pill family members here indeed all right thank you guys so we're gonna talk about a little bit of uh the, the money. Let's look at the markets yep and get through this. This segment is brought to you by Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com. Check it out. So the stock market, everything's fine. It's fixed. Look at all the green.
2: Yay! woo <laughs>
1: You know, I guess we were wrong. It looks like they fixed it. Look at this guy. Stocks bounce back after S&P 500 slides to 2022 low. And look how happy he is. Yay! Just um, mouth-breathing, enjoying the green... The S and P five up half a percent. The Dow is up almost half a percent. The Nasdaq is up one percent. Oil is up three percent. Gold is up half a percent. Silver's up almost one percent. Bitcoin's over twenty thousand dollars. The world's fine. See, oh my gosh, I guess we were wrong. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I guess look at that. <laughs> my God. Guess there's
2: nothing to worry about. <laughs> the government fixed it. Yay. <laughs>
1: And this is what I'm talking about. In the moment, somebody's going to look at this and say, oh, everything's fine. Well,
2: yeah. Um, Or if you only check it periodically and you looked at this today and not yesterday or the day before, you know. (laughs) Or if
1: you don't look at the long term. Right. Um,
2: Well, and so many people don't, right? They don't look at the overall long term of this stuff. I mean, you look at this and you're like, "Yay, it's up. And you look at the chart and you're going, oh, no, it's really not. (laughs) Here's
1: the one year of our just like, it's like we fell down the stairs. And we just hit a step.
2: Yep. Bump, bump,
1: bump.
2: (laughs) And then we tried to slowly climb back up to the next step and then just bump, bump, bump.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. Ugh. What is this ask? Our government
2: standing at the top of the stairs pushing us down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do we got? I'm just going to rearrange these. Um, Goldman Sachs closes a $9.7 billion private equity fund, the largest since 2007. Well, that's wow. bad. Yep. Goldman Sachs Group, Inc. has closed a $9.7 billion private equity fund, its largest since 2007, that seeks to invest in companies with an ex- expertise, I'm sorry, an enterprise value of about $750 million to $2 billion. This is going to affect all of those companies.
2: Yep.
1: No bueno. No bueno.
2: Nope.
1: The fund is well-positioned for the market environment... And we see opportunities across multiple sectors and geographies okay good for you
2: yeah and most likely what they're doing is they're pulling their money out of current companies well obviously and reinvesting them into um dei standardized companies your um environmental social credit score type companies and yeah things along those lines because that's the direction they're headed so that before they can do that
1: they have to pull their money out of traditional companies. Yeah, they're def- yeah, I think you're on point there. Um also Goldman Sachs again begins layoffs targeting mid-level bankers report. Ooh. Well, this isn't good. Goldman Sachs has begun began begun. Laying off workers across the U.S. and the Wall Street giant is focused on culling mid-level investment bankers amid a downturn in deal-making as the economy slows, according to a report. Last week, Goldman laid off nearly a dozen bankers in the prestigious technology, media, and telecommunications division alone, according to an insider report. Not good, you guys. This is a sign.
2: Well, and the housing market has also gone down, too. I know that we haven't don't have anything on that in the... In the news today but i did see an article, I an article that says that um the housing market has already started to take that downturn and yeah. the prices of houses are dropping which is a normal reaction to the interest rates going up of course
1: yeah and, we're, we're uh, approaching seven percent as housing prices just go down on the week by week by week uh i know Especially in these uh, shitty Democratic cities and even other cities. It's especially bad where there's large populations. Yeah. Um, they're going to feel it the most. Uh, even where I am outside of that, um, there are a lot of properties for sale that aren't selling Where or houses as well. Where um, they were selling like people were building new houses and selling them before they're even complete just six yeah. months ago. Yep. And here we are. People are having to, if they want to sell right now, you got to really undercut the price. And
2: yeah, so. and we've got a house that's just down at the end of our block that's for sale. And a couple months ago, you'd put a house on the market in my little town, and it was sold the same day. Like, oh, yeah. people, they had bidding wars people on them. Watch watched that. And yeah. yeah. And now, this house has been on the market for a month. I haven't seen anybody even come look at it. And, you know, I sit there and I see the sign every day and I wonder how long is that thing going to sit on the market? Because I'm sure that they priced it um, about where they would normally price for houses in this area, you know?
1: Sure. That's what, um, the, you know, that's standard.
2: Yeah. And and they probably paid a pretty penny for it. They're probably not making much on it because it's only been, you know, they've only lived in it for a year, maybe. Oh, two.
1: they probably got real screwed on it, actually. They might be.
2: Yeah. It, it's very possible, um, yeah, because they've only lived there for a year or two, and now they're selling it, and oh, it's like
1: that's a nightmare scenario.
2: Yeah, it really is because they have they don't have any equity in it. They're still unless they put a good chunk of change down on it, you know, they yeah. don't have any equity, and so and there's a good possibility that they're going to end up losing money on it. And so, which is probably why it's still sitting on the market because they can't afford to lower the price on it, and it's just going to sit there and well, it's people. Gonna sit-
1: People probably look at it and they say, "Oh, you know, I don't know how much it's worth, but oh, it's worth this much." Well, let's wait. Maybe it'll go down one hundred and fifty thousand, and then I'll yeah. then I'll buy it, and then they'll be underwater or whatever, upside down. Okay. Oh, lord!
2: Yeah, and guess what? The bank doesn't care if no. you sell it for less than what you owe on it. They're still going to get their money. You're just going to pay the difference. So now yeah. you're paying, you know, let's say one hundred and fifty thousand, you know, for a house that you don't even own anymore. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, scary part about doing stuff like that is if you're planning on buying something, plan on staying there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Jenica said she's waiting for things to get cheaper so she could swoop in and buy it up. And that's a great strategy if you have the cash on hand to do so. Absolutely. It's always a good time to uh, swoop in there. So, uh, and we don't know where the bottom is so a good strategy is you know if you have a hundred thousand just stretch it as far as you can stretch it and buy two or three over time uh but that's a good plan and i'm certainly trying to work deals out and figure shit out myself but Mm -hmm. i'm extremely poor so it's difficult but hopefully i can position myself in a good position even though these are terrible times
2: yeah. See, um, I'm just not in a position to buy a house. So for me it's kind of a non issue.
1: It's a little expensive. <laughs> land is expensive too. I'm thinking more land because I can't afford a whole house. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
2: that's what I that's what I want is land. Yeah. Um I'd rather have land, but I'm Could, my my situation is different than a lot of other people's. So I I really even if I wanted to buy a house right now would exactly. not be the right time for that anyway. Could always put a house. Even on if it the later. market was great. <laughs>
1: Could always build on it later.
2: Yeah, for
1: sure. But even land has gone up so much yeah. in some areas. What used to be like fifteen grand is like sixty grand, fifty grand. Yeah, it's insane.
2: We're running into that here in Montana too. Land used to be cheap here, and um, and now it's just even in the five years that I've lived here, it, it's gone up just that much. meets and bounds, and it's yeah. crazy. I'm like, man, it's a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I didn't want to jump into buying something in a new state that I'd never been to. And I didn't, you know, the last thing you want to do is, you know, get invested in something and then find out it's a shitty place to live. (laughs) Yeah,
1: nobody wants it.
2: Like, let's just wait a little while. And then it's like, yeah, no, I'm kind of glad. I have the freedom to be able to move around if I need to, which is nice. Yeah. So this benefits both.
1: And, of course, this is all leading to globalist plan for our U.S. central bank digital currency, which the Federal Reserve Chair Powell says would would not be anonymous, they are they are really against anonymous currency. They want to track you. They want to control what you can buy and when you can buy it. Um, they want complete control over their loyal slaves. I don't want to play there. I don't want to play that at all. I like cash. And I like trading, and I like I like dealing with myself. I don't want to deal with somebody breathing down my neck.
2: Yeah, and that's where I think you know a lot of people are in that same position, and um, they're going to have a heck of a time trying to push this through. I know that it's not planned for a while, but yeah. they're going to slowly roll it out. It's oh, going to be a slow rollout. S- supposed to be the end and, of the year, next year. Right. So what they'll start doing is making it available. And, but they're not going to actually, from what I gather, they're not going to actually push it on people until um, at least 2025. So Hmm. it'll be, I think it'll be optional. And that makes sense because it gives time for people to get used to Mm -hmm. it and stuff before they have to force you into it. Dude. Um,
1: They're they're slowly transitioning there. Like, I tried to go to a bank and they're like, to get a new card. And they're like, we don't do that at this bank. This is a. What did they call it? They called it like this. Is a, re- a remote. This is a remote bank location where we only do.
2: Oh, they do do things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're like, they're like, if you want access to your money, you need to download a digital digital wallet. And I was like, what?
2: You need to get your money out of a bank. Put it in a credit union. Yeah. Credit unions are the way to go because you know, as far as a financial institution goes, um, at least you it's member owned and yeah. so when you start your account there you know you got whatever it is that they require for their startup um ours is 25 dollars, i think goes into a savings account and that's your share of the credit union and you own it right along with everything else and stuff and they have to the stuff that they do the policies that they create the board of directors goes through are and a lot of times they'll send out surveys and okay. stuff for their members to vote on and, and get their input on because it is member owned ultimately. And mm. the board of directors needs to do what the members want. So yeah, I, I would, I would never, I will never go back to a traditional bank ever again. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people like them. A lot of people are really nervous about credit unions and stuff like that. But honestly, when it comes right down to it, yeah it's central bank money but at least it's owned by the members um they're still subject to the regulations of the federal government and everything financial institutions but i i won't ever go back to a traditional bank again
1: yeah i'm working on that transition i'm transitioning um for sure because of reasons personal reasons (laughs) but you know i think you're right yeah. Anyway, um, that's all we have for finance, everybody. If you're interested in um, transferring your 401ks over into other assets, uh, you could contact um, Dr. Kirk Elliott, a friend of ours, um, getgoldstay.com. You could get his phone number there or send a uh, message, as email. And they will get back in touch with you to give you a free consultation and discuss your financial needs and whatnot. They could send gold and silver directly to your your door. They could help you out with all types of investment opportunities. So if you're interested in that, contact them and have a little conversation to figure it out. That does help us here at the Redfill Project as well as help you prepare from that angle. So we appreciate you guys. Getgoldtoday.com. Dr. Kirk Elliott. All right let's talk a little bit about the u.s the world and health they're all important things they are oh my goodness wild stuff's going on y'all
2: it is there was a lot in the news today i kind of had to pick and choose what i wanted to go over because a lot of it is just crazy some of it's already it's already stuff that we know it's new developments to you know current global unfoldings that we're already aware of and stuff so. some
1: updates and if you've been away then this will be great for you
2: yeah so congress unveils a stopgap spending bill with 12 plus billion dollars in ukraine aid yeah you heard that right congressional appropriators released a stopgap bill monday night that would fund the government through mid-december specifically earmarking 12.3 billion in aid for ukraine and 3 billion For Afghan resettlement programs, the short-term spending bill, otherwise known as a continuing resolution, would fund the government until December 16th. This would give Congress more time to hash out a long-term deal to continue funding the government. I say shut it down, but whatever. The federal government will face a shutdown if Congress fails to pass the CR by the end of Friday. Along with the funding, the government at similar spending levels, the CR would provide... $12.3 billion in economic and military aid to Ukraine, $1 billion for low-income home energy assistance, $2.5 billion in funding for New Mexico to recover from the Hermit's Peak Calf Canyon fire, $20 million for water infrastructure in Jackson, Mississippi, a five-year reauthorization of FDA user fees, $3 billion for the State Department to facilitate Afghan resettlement, and the FBI would receive $15 million to vet Afghan refugees. I'm sure that's exactly what they'll be using it for. And $35 million to prepare and respond to potential and radiological incidents in Ukraine. So on top of that 12300000000 billion, we've got another $35 million earmarked for, again, Ukraine. The CR also includes Senator Joe Manchin's West Energy Independence and Security Act, which Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer promised he would include as part of Manchin's support for the Inflation Reduction Act. If passed, the legislation would dramatically reduce the time needed for federal government to do environmental reviews. However, Manchin's legislation may face significant hurdles as both Republicans and Democrats oppose his legislation. Republicans prefer Senator Shelley Moore Capito's alternative bill, while Senator Bernie Sanders and other leftists worry about the environmental implications of the bill. Oh, my God. um, They're just... and, And remember, this is temporary. This is to only fund the government until the middle of December. So October, November, so two and a half months. Because we're basically at the end of September already. So two and a half months. We are. And we're sending another 12.3 billion in economic relief, plus another 35 million to Ukraine. And it's like, Jesus. And I know we've got another story in here about the Ukraine too, which we'll touch on later because um, you know it gets even better and you know those commercials those commercials, and they're like oh wait but there's more
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, wait
2: there's more <laughs>
1: wait there's more if you send a 12.3 billion package to Ukraine right now we'll double that or whatever yeah
2: yeah I, I mean it's just <laughs> ridiculous so I don't know I and they're they're gonna pass it because they always do they're gonna make this big hubbub About it, um, leading up till Friday, and then last minute on Friday they'll pass it, and everybody'll be like, "Yay, the government's funded again."
1: Well, Zelensky, that's not enough for them. No, they're like, we need thirty to forty billion a month in order to support us, and everybody's just shitting all over us. You guys hate us. They're like the redheaded stepchild, but everyone's sending them money, depleting their own resources, not even having not having enough to even support themselves. I'm talking about other European nations and the U S and they're still crying. We need more. We need more for this war. We need people to die. We need the globe
2: to collapse. Just disgusting. Actually, you know, if you don't mind, why don't we just skip ahead to that one real quick and then we'll double back. Okay. So we're talking about it and then we don't have to worry about it again. So
1: Zelensky reveals.
2: Yeah. Do you want to take this one? No, go ahead. All right. Zelensky reveals how much U S taxpayers give Ukraine monthly Yes, you heard that right. Monthly Ukraine's president Vladimir Zelensky boasted in a CBS face the nation interview, which aired Sunday, that the Washington that Washington is is providing him with a whopping one point five billion per month for state coffers as the country piles up a large wartime deficit. Now, this is on top of the twelve point three billion that we're giving him. This is on top of the 13 billion that we previously gave him the other billions. This is a monthly thing that we're doing. We're sending him $1.5 billion per month to Ukraine. The United States gives us $1.5 billion every month to support our budget to fight against Russia, the Ukrainian leader explained, but pointed out there remains a deficit of $5 billion in our budget. He immediately pivoted to repeating Kiev's longtime complaint that it's not enough, because it's never enough. Though by and large, the common American taxpayer seems oblivious amid the onslaught of constant war headlines. Zelensky said after revealing the astonishing $1.5 billion in aid on a monthly basis figure. But believe me, it's not ne- even nearly enough to cover the civilian infrastructure, schools, hospitals, universities, homes of Ukrainians. Why do we need this? We need the security in order to attract our Ukrainians to come back home. If it's safe, they will come, settle, work here, and will pay taxes. And then we won't have a deficit of $5 billion in our budget. So it will be a positive for everybody, the Ukrainian leader continued. Because as of today, the United States gives us $1.5 billion every month to support our budget to fight this war. However, if our people will come back and they do want to come back very much, they have a lot of motivation. They will work here. And then the United States will not have to continue to give us the support. He concluded, though, the way things are going, it could be years before the U.S. might not have to continue. This mm. nonstop aid, Zelensky appeared to be trying to present a win-win for American. Though again, if average U.S. taxpayers grasp the full enormity of it, they certainly might question the narrative. Um, ironically or tiresomely, just a day after Zelensky complained, but believe me, it's not nearly enough. Congress is poised to push through another twelve billion, according to Reuters. I, I mean, one and a, let that sink in: one and a half billion monthly
1: we're funding the, the war it's gross and then yeah it's terrible
2: but that's like 18 billion dollars a year that we're giving them yeah you know and 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 what's happening to us we're yeah. all suffering oh, we our, can't make ends meet we can't afford to put gas in our cars or groceries on our tables all of our or c- pay our rent our
1: cities m- are falling apart our infrastructure is crumbling infrastructure is crumbling supply yep. chains terrible Yep. Our education, yep. it's all bad. We're we're um, collapsing. Our society's they' And
2: they're doing this intentionally. Yeah. They're, they are absolutely doing this intentionally. They are basically laundering one and a half billion dollars a month through Ukraine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're not telling, it's probably totally going into their pockets and bullshit. They're just, they're going to yep. milk it as long as they can. Uh, but things are certainly escalating and it's not looking too good, but first here we have, uh, Sanders. Oh my gosh. This guy really annoys me. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is such a joke to me. Sanders. Sanders. Biden wants to go a lot further than Inflation Reduction Act in transforming away from fossil fuel. On, Monday broad- on a Monday's broadcast of NBC's Late Night, Senator Bernie Sanders said that President Joe Biden and all but two Senate Democrats, quote, wanted to go a lot further than Inflation Reduction Act in transforming our energy system away from fossil fuel. Sanders stated, look, what the president wanted, what I wanted, what I think 48 members of the U.S. State Department state senate democrats wanted is transformational change in this country we wanted to make at least community college tuition free we wanted to expand medicare you know there are millions of elderly people in this country who can't afford to go to the dentist can't afford hearing aids can't afford eyeglasses we wanted to go full communism
2: yeah yeah they just want to keep giving stuff away for free what they don't understand you know you've got all your a lot of your millennials not all of them a lot of your millennials were like, yay, free stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not free. I have to pay for that. You have to pay for that. The American taxpayer pays for that. None of these things are free.
1: Nothing's free unless you're nothing is free. And they're gonna have to pay and, the price for this eventually.
2: And then they sit there and they talk about how well, maybe they should just end Social Security because that's a benefit that's, that the people get for free. Um, my neighbor no, collects. People paid.
1: My neighbor collects that, and without that, that would be homeless on the street. So what? How is that going to work? Tell me that.
2: Yeah, anybody who's worked and paid into that is something that was paid into. It was supposed to be a state-run or government-run retirement program.
1: It's such a shitty program.
2: Oh, it is because they keep stealing from it because they moved it all to the general fund and they just use it as their own personal slush fund. And so people pay into that every month. You still pay into it. If you get a paycheck, you look on there, you're still paying Social Security income tax. That's right. It's a tax. They take it from you. They forcibly take it from you and they put it in the general fund. They spend it however they want. And then when you get to the retirement age, you can have $600 $600 a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could have some crumbs, peasant. Yeah. It's not an easy way to live. These, some people who are retired really rely on that. And oh my, it's just so sick.
2: Yep. I know the whole thing. And this is why, you know, I'm a kind of at that point where um, it, we need to collapse. As ugly as that looks and as terrible as I know that's going to be for millions of people. You know, if you're prepared, you can survive this. We need to get back to a more natural way of living. And I have said this over and over, and I'll keep saying it. We need to get back to a more natural way of living and stop relying on everybody for everything. Because, honestly, I'm at that point now where if I can't grow it, or I can't make it, or I can't kill it, then I don't need it. And you know what? That's where true freedom is found.
1: Yeah, and it's very... Very um, fulfilling. It's a great way to live. It is. And you certainly stay busy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you really do. I mean, I love the fact that um, if I want pickles, I don't have to go to the store and buy them. I can go to my pantry and I can open a jar of pickles that I canned myself. Now that I finally figured out how to make them. (laughs) Took me a little bit, you know, but I can, you know, I'm not going to freeze to death because... I, you know, I can crochet, I can make blankets, I can do these things. I have skills.
1: Heck yeah. I'm working on it. I'm getting yep. more.
2: People laugh at me when, you know, I tell people that I can crochet and that I can knit. They're like, oh, you're an old lady. I'm like, you're right. And I won't freeze to death.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, go ahead and laugh
1: it up. You're like, I have a lot of blankets. <laughs> I won't be making you a blanket. <laughs> yeah. How many blankets do you have for this winter? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, winter is approaching quickly, so make sure you are preparing. And especially um, when it comes to being able to stay warm if you're in a cold area. Because um, a one windstorm is all it takes for the power to go out. And then what right so we need to be prepared for um the worst it could happen anywhere It happened to me last winter i didn't have power for like three days just yeah. because a branch hit a tree or a tree branch oh, yeah. hit a wire look at
2: the people was... in texas what was it a year or two ago oh my gosh ago, and how yeah. long people down there were out of power and look at the number of people who died yes. because they froze. you know elderly people who couldn't get the help that they needed and they that winter storm killed them yeah it's a sad truth that we all need to face so
1: yeah um let's see what else we got here uh a foia foia request reveals postal inspectors monitored conservative protesters
2: postal inspectors oh yeah our co- our government is completely corrupt and every part of it is being demonized and weaponized against us.
1: So now our postal inspectors are spies. Yes. According to records. Even though
2: I will say this. Yeah. Um, not all post office people are bad. My my post office lady, I think, is a bigger conspiracy than <laughs> I am. Or whatever
1: it's worth. <laughs> According to records obtained by the Washington Washington Times, the U.S. Postal Service was monitoring Americans focused on the gun issue and President Biden's election. The spying went on from September 2020 until April 2021. The redacted records, which were obtained by a Freedom of Information Act request... Uh, the U.S. Postal Service monitored protesters across the country snooping on Americans, focused on issues involving guns and in President Biden's election, according to records obtained by the Washington Times. Postal inspectors tracked the actions of gun rights activists gathered in Richmond, gathering in Richmond, Virginia, people preparing to demonstrate against police in Louisville, Kentucky, after an investigation into police shooting of Breonna Taylor, and far-right groups headed to the District of Columbia after Mr. Biden's election of course they did all this stuff right of course they did yeah well
2: and there's a really long story about how they sent 15 agents to a veteran's home so it's a triple amputee veteran and the post office people actually raided his home Whoa. took him into arrested him and took him into custody looked through his children's rooms I mean, just the overstepping of bounds and the stomping of our freedoms is just sickening.
1: Anybody could be the Gestapo under Biden.
2: Yes, absolutely. He's weaponizing every agency that is under the control of the federal government. And he's going to continue to do it. It is not going to get better.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, look at what the FBI has been involved in and everything that's coming out with them. Oh Look smokes. at the
2: January 6th prisoners. Yeah. There's one story I read this morning that a guy was beaten so badly by the guards that he lost his eye. He was chained to a chair for 10 to 12 hours, developed blood clots, and now has cancerous tumors growing on his chest, and they won't let him seek medical care.
1: That's terrifying. Holy and goodness. it was all
2: on the order of the FBI.
1: Disgusting. This is this is what our government is doing to people. Yeah, let's move on mm. for now. Okay. Yeah, it's important. Important stuff though. But the US is headed for serious natural gas shortage and high prices this winter, experts warn. This is naturalnews.com. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. Recent headlines touted a drop in the price of natural gas, but a severe shortage and much higher prices could well be on the horizon in the U.S., experts warn. The price of natural gas fell almost a dollar per million British thermal units after railway companies and trade unions reached a tentative deal that averted a strike that could have been devastating. However, it appears that prices at home and abroad will spike during this winter as inventories remain well below seasonal averages and a major shortage looms. Reuters recently reported that American shale, driller, shale drillers, who are responsible for the bulk of natural gas output in the U.S., were struggling to meet the strong demand as both domestic and international natural gas consumption hits record highs. At the same time, inventories were sitting at their second lowest level for this time of year in the past 12 years, with no signs of improvement. This is all part of the perfect storm, y'all. Yeah, it
2: They're is. They're not
1: getting what they need. And the yep. writings on the damn wall, mm-hmm. and this reminds me of my brother. I talked to my brother. Hey, do you know, do you have a way? Do you have do you have a wood burning stove? He's like, I have a fireplace. I was like, oh, even better, cool. Uh, maybe not better, but yeah, you, that's great. Um, you know, make sure you have some wood. He's like, oh, well, I have um. I have gas. I have unlimited. He said, I have unlimited gas. <laughs>
2: No, you don't. (laughs) No, you
1: don't. You don't have unlimited gas. You have gas until there's no more gas or they turn off the gas and say, F you.
2: Right. Or they're like, you can only run your gas during this time. Right.
1: Oh my gosh. So
2: yeah. Or at this temperature,
1: gas, utilities, electricity. We can't just rely solely on that in an emergency situation. You have to have um, more options yeah especially when uh, things are frozen outside
2: well and people don't understand that especially pe- they're like oh well I'll just turn my furnace on well yeah if you have an electric furnace and there's no electricity and it'll work and people are like well I've got a gas furnace I'll just turn and I don't yeah what you know here's the thing though let's say the electricity does go out but your gas is still on you realize that your gas furnace has an electric blower in it right Without electricity, that blower isn't going to work. <laughs> it's not going to blow the hot air through your house.
1: That goes for water, too. If the water electricity goes down for your city, you're not going to get water through those pipes, people. Okay? So,
2: it's possible. Not to anyway, because my water here is gross. But
1: Yeah, our water's water is gross, too. I think it's gross everywhere on
2: purpose. Ours tastes like sulfur. I guess the joys of living 100 miles from Yellowstone. Your water tastes like shit.
1: Tastes like natural gas?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) You're like, who needs natural gas? I'll just light the water on fire. (laughs) People could do that in some areas. I've seen it, yeah. (laughs) Holy smokes. All right. Yeah. So we do have a little bit of good news going into the world, Um, you know, because we're not all about the doom and gloom. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Czech elections show steady rise of right-wing parties and populists as economy sours. Mm. In this year's municipal elections in the Czech Republic, held over the weekend, Czechs backed populists and right-wing parties as the center right government saw voters turn away due to a souring economy and a growing cost-of-living crisis. The populist A O party, which is led by former Prime Minister Andre Babis, came in first in eight of 13 regional capitals, but it fell short of gaining control of the two largest cities, Prague and BRNO. I don't know what that is. Babis, considered a close ally of Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, narrowly cost Czech national elections in 2021, and the latest ruling... Latest results, excuse me, indicate that his party is clawing back voters. Um, In addition, the right-wing Freedom and Direct Democracy Party, led by Tomio Okamura, made substantial gains in larger cities in the country with the party's aggressive stance against Russian sanctions, which many Czechs blame for soaring energy inflation resonating with voters. Okamura's party tripled its numbers of municipal representatives from 161 to 492 and secured its first-ever representatives in Prague. Also places the SPD as the second most popular in Chechia right now. So, you know, they're they're making conservatives are making headway. <clears throat> people are finally starting to wake up and realizing, and especially in Europe where these socialist programs have been running for a lot longer, yeah. that, that, that they don't work.
1: Yeah. That it's
2: not benefiting their lives, despite what these people keep promising everyone over and over and over again. They can't deliver on their promises because socialism doesn't work, period. And so they're starting to see that. And they're also seeing them, you know, with the formation of the EU, they're seeing their own nations lose its sovereignty. Um, they're seeing that it's, it's the EU has basically become a gang.
1: Yeah. And, and, it,
2: and it doesn't benefit them as a nation.
1: Yeah. And look at Italy. Boom. There yeah. People are so breaking things free. Are,
2: yeah they are people are waking up you know globally and they're seeing what these globalists and these elites have done and um they're no longer able to pull the wool over our eyes and i think a lot of this has to do with the fact that they had to speed up their process for this because donald trump really did put a hitch in their plans and the repercussions of what he did was felt globally you know so yeah it's crazy
1: this is good this is good you know yeah people are standing up and voting and you can only silence the people so much y'all so yeah uh we're gonna see a reorganization of i think the powers here you know um as new people get elected and things move forward the global powers and the global war that's going on right now even though it's undeclared but certainly things are happening uh we had a big thing happen yesterday it took a while for things to kind of develop and i see that happening something happens it takes 24 hours it takes 48 hours it takes a week before any type of credible news comes out on it but uh there's been a huge nord stream gas leak in the baltic sea yeah the um
2: yesterday i think we kind of talked about it the nord stream Pipeline had went down I don't remember which one was first had went down lost pressure it dropped to like 7 bars or whatever so it lost like 93% pressure and then this morning the other one completely lost pressure so now both are without but it is the gas is bubbling up in the Baltic Sea
1: and this is the pipelines I have an image here Mm -hmm. somewhere but uh, these go from these provide Europe with this gas from Russia The three gas leaks on the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines were visible Tuesday in the waters off Denmark, with bubbles spreading from 200 to 1,000 meters in diameter, the Danish military said. The biggest leak is spreading bubbles a good kilometer in diameter. The smallest is creating a circle about 200 meters in diameter, the military wrote in a statement uh, with this picture.
2: They're also saying that they believe that it was um, intentional, They they yep. don't believe that these leaks at this point with what they're seeing in the Baltic Sea, it could be anything other than an attack on those pipelines Yep. and that they're intentional.
1: Yep. It's targeted attack from Russia is what they're saying. I think um, here's video footage. And uh, the Swedish National Seismology Center said that measurement stations in Sweden and Denmark registered powerful subsea blasts in areas of Nord Stream gas leaks on Monday, according to the Swedish broadcaster SVT. So they have recorded blasts underwater in this area. Um, I wouldn't doubt if Russia bombed them. Submarines, missiles, I don't know. Or I guess underwater missiles, what are those called? Torpedoes?
2: Yeah, I think so. Who
1: knows? But uh, this is certainly an escalation in what has been occurring, and I do expect to see some sort of retaliation. Do you? I do. That's what I thought. I'm like, uh oh. I do.
2: It's interesting though because did did Russia blow up their own pipelines? Which seems like it, kind of crazy, right? It's mm. like does that really make sense? Or is this an attack against yeah, Russia? I don't know. It was done by somebody else. It's hard um, to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. So Russia, I think that
1: it, I wonder what ahead. their statement will be. I don't know if they've come out with one yet. But they. It, yeah, it, I don't know. If they did it, they might just say, "We did it." But they might also, I don't know, it's all fucked up. Look, you look what Russia says, <laughs> you have to take it with a grain of salt because Russia is Russia first. You look at what the U.S. is saying, you got to take it with a grain of salt because, well, globalists are in control as well as other factions of patriots are in control, and it's a huge mess, especially when it comes to media. Um, our media is really fucked. So no matter where you're getting the news, you got to like take this, take that, and then kind of like put it like this and find somewhere in the middle where maybe the truth is. Yeah. I tend to
2: look at it from the standpoint of a common sense perspective and the fact that mm-hmm. why would they blow up their own pipelines when they could just turn them off? True. I mean, it's not like they're you know they're unable to turn them off. I right. mean, they blew them up. I mean, I guess the only reason that I could see them blowing up their own pipelines versus um, turning them off would be is if they were in dire – um, if there was some urgent need to destroy them because they were almost overtaken by the Ukrainians, but that doesn't really make sense in my head. So
1: Whoever did it is committed to gas not getting over to Europe. So why did they sus- do that to themselves? I don't know. but
2: I suspect that it was, and this is just my own suspicions, Ukraine. that it was probably Ukraine and that A false flag you, to
1: escalate the war
2: yep yep that's exactly what i think it is i think russia is going to come out and blame it on ukraine say they were provided american weapons that did this and it was america and ukraine and it's an escalation you know but um you know it also motivates european countries to become more involved too because it they've does.
1: Shut the gas off to Europe. You know what? It might be a false flag. I, 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 I see your so. logic. And Russia's pretty straightforward with what they've gone and done so far. I feel like they would say, they would say something. Yeah,
2: I just don't, I don't think that there's any need to
1: blow up their own pipelines. As a matter it's of just... fact, if uh, there was any negotiation happening, there would be... Like, if Trump was still president... This would not yeah. be happening, which goes to show. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. Forget about it. Forget about it. Let's move on. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, we used to hear speculate all day.
1: I don't want to go into all this stuff that we have here, Andrea. Okay. Um, but I, maybe we could just mention it briefly. We, all right,
2: as far as the
1: next few outcome. stories are all about the vax and what is coming yeah. out now. The truth is coming out now. And in the past we talked about how it um, it's could be very dangerous for women to breastfeed after getting vaxed. And well the truth's coming out now. Mm-hmm. The truth's coming yeah. out now.
2: It absolutely is. And you know, we're what well, the saddest part of what we're ha- what we're seeing. And this made me sick this morning when I saw this. It says, transfusion confusion, American Red Cross is caught mixing vaxxed blood with unvaxxed blood. Uh, It says, if you or someone you know requires blood transfusion, you might want to avoid tapping into the American Red Cross. That is because the group is indiscriminately mixing vaccinated blood with unvaccinated blood we now know. Yeah. Um, this is not something this is not a road you want to go down and they're saying well the COVID the COVID vaccine doesn't get into the bloodstream so it doesn't really matter we don't need to separate the two that's what the American Red Cross that's is it. saying and um, it absolutely does and apparently they've been doing this for a while so they're already poisoning people and um, it's sad that people who've chosen to not get this vaccine um if they're sick and in a position where they need a blood transfusion are getting the vaccine whether they want it or not. Unknowingly. Is there any way of being able to identify it without, you know? I mean, I suppose you could do blood tests to find out if there's these spike proteins in your blood. Mm-hmm. But this just absolutely makes me sick. I I won't I at this point in time uh, with the way the world is, unless I have a direct line to somebody that is unvaccinated giving me blood. I would rather die.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of there
2: with you. um, I'm like, you know, my mother or somebody that's another match to me that I know for a fact is unvaccinated unless they're having blood drawn and having it pumped into me. I don't want it. It's coming from an unknown source. I'm kind of one of those that I'm a little weird when it comes to stuff like that anyway. And I'm not, a huge fan of blood transfusions I know mm-hmm. that people need them to live um, it's just a personal preference on my part mm-hmm. I would have kind of a hard time with that
1: yeah this is not good um, I have a pretty interesting videos of mass formation psychosis here
2: Ooh, let's see it do you want to end on that one yeah okay
1: people this is how people act in crowds. Um, I thought, oh, whoops. So a CrossFit class jogs past a restaurant and the diners think they're running from something and run to. Here's the joggers and then everybody just panics. Isn't that wild?
2: That's crazy.
1: They knock these Well, and that's just chairs what it is. Over.
2: People just follow other people.
1: This guy fell.
2: Yeah, this guy's like, I don't know what's going to Do I sit? Do I stand? Do I run? I, I better run. <laughs> it's so wild. Sheeple. 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 Yeah, and that's exactly how panic starts. And that's, um, you know. that's that's what happens when you're not a free thinker when you can't think for yourself. I I would stand there and I would look around and I was like, what is the threat? Or I try to stop somebody. What's going on?
1: I probably wouldn't be there in the first place.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. I probably wouldn't be there, but yeah, you know, it's like Roxy said, she says it's herd mentality. Yes. And that's exactly how sheep react is it's herd mentality. If one sheep starts running, the rest of them start to run too.
1: Yeah, and this is why I advocate staying away from these large groups, staying away from the drama, staying away from the protests, and staying away from the highly densely populated areas because you're surrounding yourself with um, potential risky situations, and it's just not worth your life. So be
2: smart and... March to the beat of your own drum. Who needs everybody yeah. else? Yeah, <laughs> that's sure. the way I've always done it. I've never been, I've never been popular. <laughs> I've never been the person that everybody's like, hey, let's follow her. You know, most time I'm walking against the crowd. You know, people are like, where are you going? We're supposed to go this way, and I'm like, no, I'm going that way. <laughs> right? They're like, out. why? I'm like, because I want to. <laughs> it works
1: out. I'm, I'm the same way, man. Um, definitely a loner, and I'm happy it works mm-hmm. it works
2: Tom, you know tom told me the other day he's like because we drove past him, i was like oh they're putting a house in there and he's like well that, yeah it's been there for a while i'm like oh well i don't get out much so i wouldn't know he's like <laughs> maybe you should get out more and i looked at him and i go why <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I do i keep tabs on what's going on around me i drive around a lot and i like to see what's happening but uh yeah I'm not, like, going to the bars and chit-chatting.
2: Yeah, no way. I, I hardly ever even leave my house. I, I'm at that point now where you just... You drive down the road, and you can see these people that are just, like, zombies. Yeah, and man. And I'm like, no thanks. I don't even want to be around... It's like, I don't <laughs> want to be around you if you're driving and you're like that. And we have had yeah. a lot of accidents yeah, lately, and, you know, people wrecking in a roundabout. Yeah. By themselves. Yeah. I'm like... How does that even happen? Like, how do you wreck your car in a roundabout where, you know, you can't go more than about 20 miles an hour around it mm-hmm. by yourself? These aren't, it's not like a two-car collision. No, yeah. it's a single car accident.
1: We have those here too. Oh. And I'm
2: just like, God, how do you, how does that happen?
1: Yeah. It's like old lady didn't turn or the rat. These
2: are not people that are old though. There was like okay. there was one guy who in Billings, well, Week or two ago was There's... and had paramedics working yeah. on him inside of his car. He yeah. wrecked in a traffic circle. I'm like, really?
1: We had that too. We uh, all the time we do, and somebody even passed away here in the parking lot, just out yep, of nowhere. It's like, oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah,
2: it's definitely speeding up, and it's crazy. And so, why again? Why do I want to go out?
1: It's dangerous. I feel okay. like it's more dangerous than oh. ever. It, driving's it always is. been dangerous.
2: Know that's the one thing that worries me, you know, is because Tom works in the city and has to drive to and from work every night. I'm like, you make sure you pay attention to traffic and you keep your eyes on I'm like, don't get distracted because keep your hands on the
1: wheel. You know, you'll blow a tire, you swerve, like shit happens all the time. So Yeah, yeah. it
2: does. And you know, now you've got these people who could just keel over and die suddenly driving cars. Yep. Like scary as hell.
1: Yeah. Uh these times are crazy you guys uh if you're listening over on rumble let us know what you think about this whole putin gas situation putin has gas did he do you <clears> think putin uh bombed the pipes or do you think it's a false flag by <laughs> Others.
2: sorry my head <laughs> and then people are like are you sure this is tuesday you're kind of <laughs> like friday <laughs> We'll have to. Yeah, did Putin bomb the pipes? <laughs> Let's ask that question. Come on, Vince.
1: Putin like, has gas. Putin,
2: <laughs> Putin bomb has the gas. Pipes? Putin bombed the pipes. <laughs> he should really stay away from that Chinese food. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> no curry for you, Putin. <laughs> Please let us know what you think in the comments. You can
1: also come over and start a conversation about whatever you want over on the social red pill, socialredpill.com. dot com. The whole red pill family is over there, free to join and participate in all the things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Roxy recommends watching the sum of all fears. Watch the sum of all fears for your answer. Actually, I'll try to do that tonight, Roxy. Thank you. Let me write that down. I think maybe I, I'll do that
2: too. I, I am not sure. I think I, I can't remember if I've seen that movie or not. I think I have. I, I mean, did finally watch Jupiter Ascending for the first time, though, oh, last week. How awesome was that? It's a good movie. I My like kid it. was a little confused on it. He's like, wait a minute. It's he's complex. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of course, he's like I said, he's 11, you know. He's like, so is this like Star Wars? I'm like, kind of. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I'm like, not really. <laughs> Speaking
1: of Jupiter Ascending jupiter ascended last night and it was supposed to be the largest in decades so if you guys saw that good on you we had communist cloud cover didn't get a chance to see it
2: Mm. i was Mm -hmm. just so tired yesterday i looked up at the sky and i tried to pinpoint it from where i was at and i was like my eyes were blurry and because i was tired and i'm like
1: whatever all right y'all Get over there to the social Red Pill. Say hello. and Keep track of everything happening at the Red Pill Project. Um, other than that, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in and joining us for the morning coverage of the news. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much more happening, and it never stops. So tune in tonight, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, and watch The Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. Tonight, it's going to be a half hour late getting started, but Joshua mm-hmm. Reed will be live tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9 PM Eastern.
2: Yes. So seven oh, PM
1: Mountain.
2: Wait. At eight
1: PM. Oh wait, no, that's not tonight.
2: <clears throat> not tonight. No. Not Tuesday. That'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow, according
1: okay. to my notes. Tomorrow, the show will be, will be delayed a half hour. Tonight, we have a normal day, so we'll be live so at five thirty PM. What? Tune
2: in at the regular scheduled time.
1: That's it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Andrea, for joining me. I appreciate it. This is always such a pleasure and it makes my morning. I'm ready to tackle the day. Have a great day. Take care. Godspeed.
2: Bye, guys.